0: what is up all you motorcycle enthusiasts steve woods and welcome back to another mile post of the v-twin life where we talk motorcycles powered by those v-twins what fuels our passion why we enjoy it so much v-twin life is sponsored by that northwest brand crash ink clothing you can find them on the worldwide web at CrashinClothing.com. hit them up on instagram at crash underscore Inc. and if you're on that website getting yourself some gear don't forget we got that promo code crash one you only find that here in the v-twin life so hey Save yourself some money. Get some crash gear. they got a lot of new stuff coming out. Check it out. Hey, don't forget, Wild Ass Seats. If you guys are into riding and you want comfort, dude, I put some miles on it, and I am highly impressed. And I don't ride without it. Wild-Ass.com. Find them on Instagram at TheRealWildAss. You guys will like it. Check it out. Hey, don't forget, if you guys are in the market for a new windshield, check out Long Ride Shields. I've been running for one for years. I absolutely love it. You guys can use the V-Twin Life 15 to save yourself 15% off anything long ride sales. So, hey, check out longrideshields.com. Hey, now let's twist the throttle and get into milepost 37 with a good friend of mine, Brandon Fouts. You can find him on Instagram at B underscore Fouts. He's not new to motorcycle riding, but he's kind of new to the road. He decided to take on some new adventures and uh, dive into riding on the road. So, hey, let's dive into milepost 37 and, uh, find out what he likes
1: about it what's going on buddy what's going on Denver oh
0: we just sitting here enjoying a couple cold brewskis gonna talk some motorcycles and uh have a good time
1: I couldn't see a better evening myself
0: so I mean you're not new to motorcycles you kind of started a while ago you know you've been on dirt bikes for a while most of your life, I think it's fair to say. Yeah,
1: grew up riding them. Couldn't get enough of them, really. The uh, weekends going out riding the trails. Loved it. Uh, never rode a track, though. But I did... Uh, I always raced and competed in a hill climb. We had a local one. And uh, I'd always look, look forward to going out and doing that a couple times a year.
0: So, uh, what made you want to take to the roadside of it?
1: The... Uh, it was really an opportunity that came in front of me, is what it was. My dad had a... It was an 03 Triumph Bonneville. And uh, he was looking to get rid of it, and I wanted it really bad. And I said, uh, well, what's it going to take to get it off your hands? And he started thinking, him and hawn a little bit. And he said, well, I need a new lawnmower. So if you give me enough money to get my new lawnmower... I'll give you the motorcycle. I said, okay. So I ended up selling the dirt bike and got the street bike and just rode it. Did a couple things, make it mine. And then uh, I loved it. We did uh, a loop one day, that 300 miles. Yeah. And uh, that was the first ride I'd ever been on outside of uh, Port Angeles. And, uh, I wanted to do a little bit more to it, make it a little bit more comfortable, kind of change the bars and, uh, little gearing, get a little bit more out of it. And, uh, I guess at that point I knew that it was the, uh, the street was where I wanted to ride.
0: That one was pretty fun. Cause actually that was. The first time I actually got to meet up and actually in person with a Street Glide Trooper. Yes. You had Michael Nielsen from Two Wheels of Survive came out to ride, and actually the funny thing that day, we all went to the Harley shop. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're all on Harleys; you're all on, you know, on the Triumph, and we're all harassing you, giving you shit. Yeah,
1: that it was. It was hard to say no.
0: But you got the Harley helmet, you know.
1: I did buy a Harley <laughs> helmet that day. That was where it began.
0: The bug was. Uh, Inset.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't take much convincing after that. And then uh, I was surfing a web one day, and then I actually found this 06 King on for sale. And I, I was kind of joking. I looked at my girlfriend and I says, how much do you love me? As everybody would want to do. Says, uh, she goes, of course I do. What, do you, uh, what are you after here? He goes, You want to loan me the rest of the money for a motorcycle?" She says, You don't need another motorcycle. says, Of course I do. You you can't have too much. And uh, I started looking at it and started convincing her and convincing her. And all of a sudden, uh, she says, Okay, you, you talk to him and you go look at it. Two days later, I came home with an 06 Road King.
0: And it is pretty sweet. It is nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody definitely put a lot of, a fair amount of time and money into it before I picked it up. And uh, I like it.
0: Yeah, because it's a limited edition peace officer model. Correct. In which you did, you know, the funny thing, actually, I remember when he got it, I actually got a hold of uh, Michael Nielsen. Mm-hmm. So I did remember Brandon was on the triumph? He like, yeah, I said, he pulled the trigger, went and bought a Harley. And he started laughing he Goes, boy guess all of our persistence of bugging it paid off and he had a couple little jokes it was pretty funny but you know i thought it was good
1: yeah no and uh, even on the ride home i says you know i made a really good decision i made a good transition from triumph to harley not that i'm complaining about the triumph i love it i got two of them now so i got two triumphs and a harley and i love it anything to do with motorcycle looking or sitting around looking at them, talking about them, riding them. I don't know if you could really get enough. True. And then you know,
0: shortly after you got, it, I mean, we put the tires on it and then you did get to take a little a decent road trip, you know, down to Idaho.
1: That's right. That was actually the big push. After I ended up buying it, I was like everybody's going on a big ride down to Idaho. I had some extended family coming up and wanted to go on a ride and now I wanted my king to be ready for the ride
0: yeah then uh, COVID kind of screwed us and because yeah we were that was you me Trenton and Anthony Nick and Austin my dad my dad ended up having a heart problem had to have heart surgery a couple others came down with COVID so we ended up kind of postponing it till next year but you and Trenton decided we're still going to go for the ride and
1: definitely hit the road I, I figured I was too invested into it at this point. I I asked Nick, I says, I'm gonna ride back with you if you let me. He says, Of course, buddy, let's go. I says, I'm all in. He says, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna miss this opportunity. And uh I it, it was a long ride, I will tell you that. It was ten hours, I think, at seven hundred and ten miles. And uh you get to a point where you're like, Man, is this ever gonna end? Because the farthest I've ever rode before was 300. And I was like, man, now you're over double this trip. And you're just nothing but freeway and freeway in front of you. And uh, I tell you what, at the end of the day when we showed up in Idaho, and I, I loved it. I'd do it again in a heartbeat.
0: It is fun. It's nice if you... You know, like our, our plan when we're going to go down there is maybe half was actually on the interstate and then the rest was... The two-lane back highways and that's where it's a lot funner i mean just pounding interstate miles isn't always the funnest you get on some of those back two-lane highways and you can find some of those places that you don't know about i mean cool little lookouts you know little mom-and-pop restaurants you find cool little places to eat that you never forget about and that's also what's really cool you find some of these places and it's all part of the journey of the adventure
1: definitely and riding down it's not your. I would say your brain almost wants to go idle just cruising the interstate. And when you actually get to go on the back roads and it keeps you going, keeps your mind moving, and it, it doesn't, I'm not going to say it gets boring, but it makes it feel like you're doing a lot more.
0: Yeah. Forget the background noise. If you guys hear it, we're actually out in the shop and, now the rain's picking up off the metal roof, so hopefully it ain't too bad, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah. It's sad that our nice summers were they're gone now.
0: What did you think about going down the road? Did you kinda could you notice that your senses, you know, picking up different smells and different areas and did you find it a little bit more personal than riding in a car?
1: Oh, most definitely. Especially in Idaho, you go and you drive down or you ride down the roads and then you're like you're like, What is that smell? Like it's just raunchy and then you look over and you got a whole field full of cows over next to you and you're like, Hey, look at that and then even if you're riding down the road and then you get a little cool breeze and you're like, Where'd that come from? And you're right over a creek or something.
0: It's amazing the temperature change, especially you do go over a creek or river, you can feel that temperature change for sure.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's real drastic, and you're like, oh, jeez, I should have brought a coat. And then you come out of it, and you're like, this is, this is pretty warm. This ain't bad at all. So what would you think now? See, you came back from that,
0: and then you and I went up to do the uh, 9-11 Memorial Ride. Yes. Which was kind of fun. We took off Friday. end up staying the night up there as opposed to getting up at, I don't know, probably 5 a.m. to make the ferry to make it. So we took off up there Friday night. Now, you've never really done a big group ride, riding in a, a large pack.
1: Correct. When we rode uh, before, it was four people. There were four of us. Maybe five. And then when we went to Idaho, there was only four of us. So, with the two of us riding up, you know, that was awesome. We went up that night, hit the ferry, stayed in a hotel. And then when we met up, for the ride, I was just in awe of the amount of motorcycles that showed up.
0: Yeah, and then you get the the whole meaning and purpose and behind it for that memorial, and it was awesome.
1: Definitely. you You really get a feeling for the motorcycle ride or the motorcycle community is... Larger than anyone would expect like, it to be. It's huge, and the amount of people that are at the fundraisers and what everybody's doing on their motorcycles—it's a—it's uh, a real dedication.
0: I say the Fire and Iron Firefighters Motorcycle Club, their station one fifty two, Mikey McKeon—I might have pronounced his name wrong. Those guys have been doing this for twenty years, and. It is freaking amazing the turnout they had and how many people came. I mean, we stretched for over a mile down I-5. A little over 100 bikes. All kinds of groups, individuals. I mean, it, it it was a lot of fun. And you see some of that stuff, you know, and they actually had members of the New York Fire Department came out, New York Police Department, and it does kind of pull at your emotions a little bit. Hearing some of the stories of, you know, what they saw and how they went on with that day and what they end up doing and... It's really neat to be a part of that and be able to hear those stories. It was it was freaking awesome.
1: Yes, definitely. And it actually made me realize that, you know, I was so uneducated in the nine eleven event. So it was because uh, I was only three years old when it happened. I was in yeah. preschool or kindergarten. So uh, after hearing everything and everybody coming together, and I actually took myself and I went and I wanted to learn more about it. And I... It's just uh, some of the things you don't realize before.
0: Then getting to meet Mikey, which is cool. He's going to be coming on here in a few for future episode here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, we can learn. We'll dive into more of the whole background. I mean, it has a big meaning to him. He's a 20-plus year firefighter. So that whole organization and doing that is a real part of him. And so we'll learn more about that. And, but, no, we had a good time. That was a cool ride. Got to meet some guys and... It was fun, kind of first, you know, nice little overnight adventure for you.
1: Yeah, it makes me want to do another one. If you go out for like three, four days or something, cover some miles, get to see around. So a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't normally stop at if you are just riding, driving through.
0: Yeah, kind of like that barbecue place I told you you wanted to hit Edison, but the weather wasn't looking so promising that day. And we got to that four-way intersection, and I look right. It's like we go that way, but man, it was some seriously dark clouds.
1: Yeah, clear skies were definitely uh where you wanted to yeah go clear that sli- day. Yeah. Clear skies
0: were south and uh, at that point looking west wasn't all that uh, mm-hmm. pretty for us for sure.
1: Yeah. But we still got stuck in it on the way home for for the last what was it, 20 minutes of the ride home. It got a little wet.
0: Yeah, at least it was far. At least it was on the way home. Correct. You know, that's like, you know, brought to the point you were just wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah my tennis shoes And that's why you know for me it's like i just i don't like riding shoes it's just a personal thing some people do and hey if that's your style hey that's awesome for me i've always been a guy that's like i'll wear boots and in that situation also my feet were still dry
1: yep no i i tell you what my feet got really wet really fast
0: <laughs> yeah. but it was a good time it was it was freaking a lot of fun so you got more plans or you know what's your idea it's Visions you have, what you want to do with your road king you got going on?
1: Uh, I definitely want to cover a lot more miles on it. Said uh, I bought it late in the season, and it kind of sucks. I wanted to cover a lot more this year. I still go out and ride it a little bit when I can, but uh, I want to cover a lot more miles on it. I want to look into the uh, putting a tour pack on it for storage, mm-hmm. so that way. I'm not having to pack everything so tight and have everything, like, loosely strapped around it. Yeah. I want the storage. The uh...
0: the tour packs are nice. I mean, I love the hell out of mine. And a lot of guys, you know, some guys go the soft luggage route, the textile, you know, the tea bag on the back. Mm-hmm. I just like the, the part where between, you know, the saddlebags, you got your hard bags, you get that tour pack, you get caught in that weather, you know. I mean, we weren't in it very long. But knowing that your stuff is dry, to me that's a huge deal where, you know, I've done some long distance riding and occasionally you, you do get caught in the rain. But knowing that when you get to your destination you might be wet and knowing that you have dry clothes to put on is just a, a big thing to me personally. That's just how I look at it and I like the hard luggage.
1: No, definitely. The
0: added storage.
1: And, uh, well, I I bought the bike and they already had so much done to it to begin with. You know, it's it's got the it's got a big twenty one inch front wheel on it. They did rear shocks and bag extensions and it's got different pipes on it and I'm more or less I like the style that it is and I just wanna kinda turn it around and make it a little bit more of my own. I like think it's got big black bars on it, I wouldn't mind putting some chrome bars on it just to maybe change the look a little bit or um, I honestly couldn't tell you all my plans for it because I just I don't know now you did you know after
0: your trip to Idaho you did complain that you know the old ass got a little sore
1: oh definitely
0: and so I did you know here a few weeks ago loaned you one of the uh, wild ass cushions that I got you've got some miles put on it you know I mean you haven't gone super far distance but with the limited miles so far, what's your what's your take on the Wild Ass?
1: I want to buy one myself. Not even kidding. I sat on it and I rode it down the road from my house, and I says, you know, this makes such a big difference. Like I couldn't even. I wish I would have had one before we left for the Idaho trip. Going back on it now.
0: I know I should have loaned it to like, you then. <laughs>
1: I was like, man, this was. It was just so nice, and then. We had a a warm day yesterday and I went out and was riding around town doing some shopping and uh it, it it made such a difference on say the swamp ass and the comfort and just wanting wanting to cruise around town. No You don't want to
0: get off. You just wanna no. keep going.
1: Yeah. When you're comfortable and you really have no reason to get off.
0: Except for fuel or you're hungry or something you yeah. just want to keep
1: going you just want to ride till you can't So says it's, it's definitely in my uh shopping cart of things to get and uh it's actually moved to the top of what i want it's a uh, yeah it's at the top of the list for sure
0: they are comfortable i'm i'm sold on after i mean the trip to yakima when i got caught in the heat Coming home, left Yakima at 114, and I was, my body wise being sweating, whatnot. I wasn't comfortable, but it was that run that I figured, you know, found out. It's like, holy crap, man, on the ass. Like, I was comfortable sitting. You didn't get that swamp ass. wasn't getting uncomfortable. It's like, damn, game changer.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's what you're talking about, how your ass was sore. It's like, well, shit, you know what? I got an X one. Try it out. So we took the one off for the wife and so here you go.
1: Yeah, it, it was really the only thing I was missing because uh, I've already got the little lower back rest attached and my back didn't hurt. I was actually doing really good. It was just, it was my tailbone. I didn't have much padding in the seat and the old ass hurt. And Denver gave me that one to try out and it says, man, uh, that makes a big difference.
0: So the thing that we come back, I took you down the Chuckanut. What'd you think you'd come down the Chuckanut highway from Bellingham?
1: That was a cool, that's a cool ride.
0: Instead of taking I-5, I mean, you run parallel to I-5, but you're on a, I mean, (laughs) a narrow two lane, but you run right on Puget Sound for most of it. And it, it's a cool ride, especially in the summer and a little bit better weather, but actually that day for us, it actually wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah, definitely. It, It, it brings your brain back into uh, like act- what actually is actually going on. You're it's a nice kind of windy road, not too windy, but uh, you look over when you're when we were headed in. You look over to your right and you just get these clear views through the trees and it's just the ocean. And uh, you stop at a lookout and you can see the sh- sometimes you see the ships anchored up out there and it's uh really cool to see what's going on and the uh the ride just to like get off the interstate for a while is nice
0: and that's the best way to travel is the smaller two lanes if you I mean granted there are times there's no way around it. you gotta you gotta hit the interstates for a while but mm-hmm. when you can get off those and you get those smaller
1: two-lane highways for me it's that's the way
0: i love to travel it's an awesome time mm-hmm.
1: and it's uh, going back to uh being in a vehicle, you wouldn't go out, you don't necessarily go off on those roads when you're in a car or your pickup going down the road. But riding a motorcycle, you says, let's go this way. And you go.
0: Yeah. And the nice thing, you know, the other bonus, I mean, not just a two lane, but for here in Washington, like we came back, pulling the Edmonds, mm-hmm. two hour ferry wait, motorcycles. You don't got that ferry weight. So, you know, and we went over. We got the kinks. Hey, you know, get your round trip ticket. We don't got to mess with the the booth on the other side. So when Edmund's coming home the next day, you go by all those cars because you don't got to get in the same lane with motorcycles. You pull right up on the dock. They scan your ticket and you go right to the front of the line. Yeah. You don't get the ferry weights. And that's another little added bonus of traveling on a motorcycle here in Washington.
1: Oh, yeah. It made you wonder why you ever did it in a car.
0: It's so much cheaper. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 bucks in the car was it, eight dollars a motorcycle yeah literally And kind of you know check the schedule new looking at the timing wise we weren't gonna we're not going to we were going to miss that ferry we were closest to so you know we stopped and grabbed some deli food and what now we stopped qfc
1: yeah i believe so yeah
0: hit the mm-hmm. deli so then we're you know waiting on the waiting for the ferry in the dock and hey great place to have lunch sit on the dock watch the waves crashing in and have a bite to eat
1: a snack with a view exactly you had your radio going we were hanging back eating some good grub you know it was cool going over we met the
0: that older lady she had to been in her 60s late 60s mm-hmm. Said she was out for a ride and you know, we started talking so where are you heading i don't know probably gonna hit montana heading north dakota south dakota and i'm just gonna ride it's like that's awesome you know and, it's something you don't see as many women doing it and it was so cool i mean she had quite the setup i mean her her ultra was set up i mean she had the her tour pack mounted farther forward so that was her backrest and she was taking off for a week plus and it was so awesome to see
1: yeah Uh, the people you meet along the way i'm realizing is a big part of it too yeah it always sparks a conversation i even go down to the the store just to walk in and get something. And uh, everybody's sitting there, and I see people looking at it, and they're like, hey, nice bike. I says, hey, thank you very much. And then they start talking about, like, a Harley or a motorcycle they had and what they used to ride. I've seen many times it's
0: a gas stop, you know. You feel a bike should take you a minute, minute and a half, and you do got those times where you meet that person at a gas station. Well, that fuel stop has now been... 10 minutes, but you were able to share some great conversation and hear some great stories from other people and you might not build a friendship with that person, but you built a kinship and everybody has that common ground that can spark a conversation and you know, you you hear some cool stories and it's awesome
1: It's also seeing a lot of the other bikes and how they're set up like I never knew you could mount a tour pack forward like that
0: yeah some of the the guys that do the solo setups you can move that tour pack forward Mm -hmm. and that's their backrest and that's the whole point of you know buying a bike and making it yours yeah you get ideas from other stuff other people's rides and and how they're doing stuff it's like hey you know i kind of like that setup and you know you see another one hey, this is a cool little idea and you know you, you spark ideas from everything you see and You know, you're kind of like an artist. Your bike is now your your blank canvas, and it's time to paint a picture, but make what I want. It all comes over time. I mean, yeah, we all have these lists, but do you have the the pockets to do all these massive upgrades one shot? Yeah, generally not, but you you, you knock them off a few pieces at a time and enjoy the
1: ride. That's really what it's all about at the end of the day the ride yeah
0: we'll have to do some fun ones in the spring you head up take up over uh north cascades
1: Mm, definitely that's
0: freaking awesome and yeah we can hit up some other places but yeah there's i've I've been fortunate you know the times all the rides and riding i've done with my dad has learned some really cool roads but then also the years doing baseball with the kids we found some awesome little little towns that i would have never known about if it wasn't for all the kids travel sports and that's helped build a a cool little picture in all these places and been able to see a lot of stuff through Washington and have some cool places to visit and some awesome places to share and you know you're getting into it now oh man we can have a lot of fun
1: yeah and we really do live in such a beautiful place where we're at that it's just it's endless oh we, well, yeah
0: we got you know not many places where you can have the ocean at your footsteps and the mountains at your back door Literally, yeah, there's some great roads and you know, like I said here in the the northwest, you take off and go down the canal, you got the peninsula loop you you can't cart across a bunch of little highways and do do a few miles on the interstates, but then you can get back to these two lanes and you got you know north cascades, Stevens, blewett pass, Stokewami, Weiss Pass schnooks pass blewett pass I mean there's so many cool mountain roads, some are seasonally open and come summertime, it's oh, man, there's so many awesome places. Canyon Road's another fun one over by Ellensburg. Get down to Ellensburg, take the Canyon Road exit. Instead of heading to Yakima on the freeway, you go down and hit Canyon Road, and you run the Yakima River at the Twisties, and that's an awesome road. Actually, Amy mean, I did that this summer. That's a beautiful ride. But yeah, you know, destinations are endless.
1: Yeah, that's what... I think that's what I'm most excited for. It's just getting out to go, just the places that you'd never go before.
0: Yeah, pick a destination where there's two or three days away. Say, hey, I want to get here. This is where I want to be in a few days, and then what's the most fun route? Maybe it might not be the most direct route, but what's the fun route?
1: Yeah, he says, are you you want to go that way? Let's go that way because you're just it's just you and the you and the road. And sometimes
0: you mean, there's still I mean plenty of places roads you know I might not have been but that's all part of the adventure. You know what I've never seen this part of the state or this area. I'm gonna go this way and go explore and yeah. have a good time. Take a tent, pitch a tent a night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the uh, destinations are
1: endless. Yeah, and the people ask, you, why'd you go there? It says. Why wouldn't I? He says, I've been there. I haven't been there before. Let's go.
0: So you still go out in your garage and look at your bike and say, holy shit, I, I own a Harley.
1: I, I go check on it almost every day just, just to make sure it didn't go anywhere.
0: I was jealous. I had to go to the store and do a bunch of errands, and I did pass you yesterday. I was up at IGS at the store and seen you at the stoplight and, I'm like, oh, bastard.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, seen the rain and the forecast and didn't want to miss out on that one one more day
0: actually I'm out of town next Saturday dang it that falling weekend <laughs> that's where we're pretty fortunate though. I mean we can get almost year-round riding up here yes. it might be a few a few weeks when it gets November, December, January you know maybe we get a little fluke snow so you're kind of S.O.L. but mm-hmm. we are fortunate where we can ride year-round is just put on a few more layers and it might be 40 but hey who cares
1: yeah, and it never ends. Even with it raining, I still go outside and I look at it. Or oh, I got parts in the mail it says it gives me time to put the parts on where it's not inconveniencing my riding.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. You start knocking the few pieces off your bucket list. and So if you could take one long-distance trip, say, next summer, whether you're doing, say, five to ten days, where do you think you'd want to go?
1: Man, you know, even off the top of my head, I don't even know if I could tell you. If you had five or ten days to just go wherever you wanted I'd probably want to go around a couple different states never been really anywhere outside of the states except for Idaho so I guess just to start knocking knocking them off see what's around you know if you had I've only been up to Oregon well I guess I have been to Oregon but right up there and then kind of cut over and Maybe even see what California looks like and ride the coast all the way up. I hear there's a lot of great stuff to do down there on the coast.
0: Yeah. Pacific Coast Highway is is on my list too. I'd like to experience some of that. I think it'd be awesome. Mm. I really want to get to Utah next summer. I think it'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Zion Arches, Canyon Reef, go down there, hit up Rhino. The infamous 801 Rhino, that guy's photography and whatnot is just amazing and that's been the cool thing of doing all this this podcast is all the other people you get to meet and all of us live you know we all have that little region where we live and those highlights of you know cool little places to ride and being able to have people to reach out to hey i'm going to be in this area what can you recommend and that's pretty freaking awesome too There's some beautiful country down there, all the parks, and yeah, the destinations are endless. It's just how much time do you got, and how long do you want to go?
1: That's exactly it.
0: Or how long can you go with, you know, we all got jobs you got to get back to, but.
1: Yeah, next year definitely holds a lot of miles. I can feel it. And I can't wait. I'm ready for spring to come around now. Oh, I know, me too.
0: But hey, actually, in like, God, we're almost in October, so it's probably six weeks away. The toy run up here we got coming up. Hopefully it will be better than last year's weather. Remember, we left PA and hit Squim. Little drizzle. Other side of Squim, I started hailing. That oh, was such a great ride. <laughs> Nothing like hail in a half helmet. Yes. We'll say, you know, like when we came back from the 911 ride and we did hit that rain, it was nice. Now, myself going to the full-face helmet, it's like, you know, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the old half helmet and the pouring rain, and can kind of suck.
1: Yeah. Especially with the uh, the headset, makes a big difference, too. Being able to conversate around. Yeah, the
0: old Lexan Moto, those things are nice. Yep. The F-T4s. Yeah, it nice. We ride, you know, we were sitting there talking back and forth.
1: Yeah. You know, you're cruising down the road. You can listen to your music. Love that. And then give me a call and then we just talked forever until we, until we stopped.
0: Yeah. Then we can just talk face to face, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We stopped for gas. My gas I'd been on for a while, five gallon tank. And I took 4.8 gallons of gas. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. going to make it all the way home. So, uh. It was a good thing the longhouse came up when it did. I think yours, it gets a little bit better uh, mileage than mine. Maybe just a little bit. Well, mine with the, basically, I guess you could say, with stage two and whatnot, with the cams and all the other work that's been done that took a little bit of mileage down. But, I mean, it's still not bad. But, no, see how yeah, you weren't quite as low on fuel as I was. Not quite, yeah. But it was nice, yeah, I remember coming back. I think we were coming down in Discovery Bay and a wife called... It's pouring rain. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, I got the garage doors open. It's all racing. Just pull straight in. <laughs> Sweet.
1: Yeah. It's even being a new rider, you know, the stuff you realize down the road. Like, we, right after we got off the ferry, I looked down and my highway peg's loose. It's turning underneath my foot. I was like, oh, boy. I just kind of keep my foot on it and hold it still until we get to the hotel and uh actually borrowed an allen out of your tool set to tighten it up like write that down and add it to your list of probably a good idea to have on you well
0: that's like you know for me i keep the one the one saddle bag you know i got the socket set i got you know the little dewalt duffel bag with extra you know pliers wrenches zip ties allen heads just miscellaneous stuff but you know i i did have that one trip where i did last year broke down on the side of the highway and Having that toolkit with me, you know, saved my bacon. Of course, I ended up with a five-hour delay on the side of the highway when the uh, regulator went out, you know, buddy Dustin, he took off. I was in Packwood, so he went over, White's Pass to Yakima, over to Owen cycle, picked up a new regulator, came back. You know, we uh, put it on the side of the highway and and kept going, but that's just one of those little things of, you know, having that toolkit paid off. And for me the crazy thing is, you know, I bought the whole toolkit for one socket. I needed that twelve point quarter inch when I changed my brakes that year. So for me needing that one socket, you know, paid off big, but you know, it's like with a car, a lot of times it doesn't matter what vehicle we take, I'll always take my toolkit with me, just whether it's for me or maybe I can help somebody else. You know, kinda of like the case with you. you Neither Alan or mm-hmm. say, dude, I got a bunch, let's see if one of these fit and Lo and behold, hey, we fixed it right there at the hotel.
1: Yeah. Even just a highway pay, you know. It, even if it was something different, man, it's. It, I would sure hate to get stuck with my pants down and have to buy something on the way out.
0: Yeah. The only thing we had to buy the day I broke down was a uh, voltmeter, mm-hmm. because the stator was new. So, you know, one of the guys I was traveling with, he's a you know electrician by trade so we started diagnosing it and lo and behold hey yep the regulators toast and god that day i think there was only one one or two left in washington state and happened to call the dealership and it was actually the first dealership i called didn't have one and told hey you know i'm on the side of the road and she got in the larger database say hey call these guys they have one i'm like hey sweet thank you <laughs> yeah i mean it it sucked but at the end of the day you know what it's just another story another memory and it's all part of the adventure
1: it's the experience of the ride
0: yeah at that moment you're frustrated and irritated but you fix it get on the road and you can laugh about it now and say you know what that's just one more story and one more laugh you can have and at that time at my expense yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know my dad and Todd they all thought it was funny but you know for me it's you know you talk about that camaraderie as I'd found it, found the regulator, you know, I was on the phone with Owens and buddy of mine dust and he's all putting on his helmet. I got a phone. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm going to have the ACMA. I'm going to get it. am like, seriously. He's like, man, I know if I was broke down, you'd be doing the same thing. I'm like, I would, you know, he got a point, but it, it was the fact I never even said one word. Hey, would you go get this? He's like, dude, I'm on it. And he grabbed his stuff. goes, Hey, I'll be back in two and a half, three hours or so. Mm-hmm. Cause It was, I think, 75 miles there. I'm like, all right, I'll just hang out. Sit here at the Chevron station.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You
0: get the good, the bad days, but at the end, it's all good.
1: Like, really, at the end of the day, how much can you complain, really? Yeah, riding,
0: enjoying the road, and having a good time. Yeah. And cheap. Cheap economy as opposed to a car.
1: Especially these days.
0: Yes. It's like I said, you get a tour pack, man. You can do all kinds of grocery shopping. I'd be amazed that I've been fitting both saddlebags, tour pack. Plus, with the luggage rack, you know, if you get a luggage rack on the top and you throw the bungee net over the top, yeah, it's even more. Now, if you could just find the lid haulers in again.
1: Yeah, that's very upsetting. <laughs> I want a set of those so bad just for convenience and everything. <coughs> yeah, Discontinued that one. Maybe I'll find the next best thing that's out there somewheres.
0: Oh, somebody's bound to make them again sometime.
1: Mm.
0: But you know It's all part of the road, part of the fun.
1: Finding out what works and what doesn't.
0: This is very true. But hey, you know what? You're enjoying life on two wheels and having a good time.
1: Yep, I found a a hobby that I feel like I'm really going to stick with for a really long time.
0: Well, shoot, buddy. It's been fun. A blast. I think we got dinner done. We got some smoked macaroni and cheese. Big tri-tip in the smoker. I guess we can uh, call it quits and grab some grub. Well, shoot, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in to The V-Twin Life at milepost37. Hey, feel free to follow along The V-Twin Life on Instagram. At the V twin life underscore podcast, and on Facebook, we're just the V twin life. Hey, you like this content? Feel free to hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. New episodes will air every Wednesday at noon Pacific time. if you want to be a guest, shake, shoot me an email, the V twin life at gmail, or find me on Instagram, shoot me a message. Wing talk bikes says it's a lot of fun. Don't forget, hey, check out Brandon Fouts here, B Fouts, actually was B underscore Fouts on Instagram. Thanks for coming on, buddy. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, buddy.
0: Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Have fun, ride safe. We'll catch you on the open road.